Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 188, that's 188, it is the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, I am delighted to be, to, to welcome back, to hear the dulcet tones, because I've missed them over these last eight to nine days, of Mr. Mr. Joe Edwards. How are you, pal? How are you in sunny Wolverhampton? You, what, you, why on earth have you missed mm. my dulcet towns if you're sunning it up in St. Lucia? Well, you know, mate, you know, I like to, I like to, um, when you, when you, you sat on the beach and, you know, you've got a nice book and you've had your, your, your three course breakfast and you can hear the waves and, oh. you know, the, um, the, the, oh. the servers just come and just said, you know, would you like, uh, would you like some, some freshly squeezed pineapple juice, sir? Um, oh. Would you like your glasses cleaned? Um, can we get you anything from the bar? Maybe a, maybe an early morning margarita. I forget oh. about all that, mate. It doesn't just, it doesn't interest me. I just want to I just want to get on the Express and Star website, see what Joe Edwards has got to write, and uh, and, and replay podcasts of old because you know I'd, I'd rather be back at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, fair fair play to you, um, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't be doing that. I tell you what, mate. Honestly, like I'd love, I'd love, I'm sure some people would love to say, you know, did it rain? Was it disaster? Did you have to wear a mask the whole time? You know, was it was it a nightmare in the airports? Was your hotel overrun with people? Was everybody being PC? Was it, was the weather bang average? It was absolutely unbelievable. Honestly, yeah. from start to finish, the airport was dead. The, the the safety protocols and everything with the hygiene was unbelievably good. The hotel was glorious. The weather was ridiculous. And I'm not just saying this, but like if anyone's umming and ahhing, and I know that there's there's a the talk of a third lockdown now in January. I, I'm, I am an ummer and ara at the minute, yeah. I would so. 100%. We flew with Tui, and uh, yeah. I would 100% recommend if you're umming and ahhing whether to go somewhere or not, get yourself out of this country as quick as possible. Get yourself to a place that's on the travel corridor. I mean, St. Lucia was... I say we went for about 450 quid return, which isn't bad at all for a seven and a half hour flight. But the weather and the people and the attitude and the way that they, they dealt with it. I tell you what, it was safer going there than it was going down to the local Tesco. I promise you. I promise you. You have to do all your COVID tests before. The airline pay for everything. So, you know, you go up, you rock up, you give them so you get a travel certificate. It's very easy. And you can do all this within a week and get yourself out there, you know, get the best deal possible. It was um it was needed, mate. It was definitely needed. It's been a long year, as you as you very well know. Um and I think I've had four days I had four days in Switzerland like in March or April time, but you know, I've I've still got to take some days off from this year. So it's it's good to get away, mate. Took the mum, took the wife, kept them both happy and uh you know what it you know what that means, mate. Happy wife, happy life. But um it's all good, mate. It's all good. So I'm back in London now. Uh, for one day, back up tomorrow, but we've still got to do the potty, mate. We've still got to do the potty, and uh, yeah, it's all it's all good. I must admit, we had Wi-Fi at the uh, at the resort, so I, I was fine. But actually, when that when that Chelsea game was going on, I had to I was on a taxi on the way back to the airport, so I had to get data. So I think I think just 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 tweeting and looking at your tweets in the commentary was about cost me about forty quid in a cab. I was like, 100 megabytes, can I get 500 megabytes? Oh, it's just run out, my data's run out, I've got to go again, it's the 75th minute, what's happening? So, uh, no, it's good, mate, it's good. Uh, I'll give you one funny story from it. So, it was a beautiful place. We stayed at a place called Sugar Beach Resort uh, in St. Lucia, and uh, amazing, amazing trip. Uh, definitely recommend it. And uh, so, the sunsets were beautiful every single night, like stunning, like you know, you're looking out onto the ocean and you see the, the huge sun go down every, you know, every single night. And we did it at 5.30 every morning, every, every evening. We're, we're on the beach or we're in our, our little mountain apartment and, and watching it from there. So the second to last night, we're having a nice one. And, uh, oh, sorry, third to last night. And uh, well, I've got a bit of champagne, as you do. We've got a couple of margaritas going, watching the sun go down. But there were a few people in the villa next to us, a little bit loud, mate. Just a little, you know, when just a little bit loud where you just... I mean, it's their holiday or whatever, and you know, all I'm doing is watching a sunset, but you want a little bit of peace, you know, so you can appreciate the situation. A few people partying because it's open to Americans as well, you see, um, as long as they're, they're, they're pass all the tests, etc. But it was a little bit American, so I was giving Alana a bit of six saying, look, your lot, your lot always, always, always ruining stuff, trying to be noisy. So I do the old, and maybe that this, maybe this is 40 plus Nath, the old uh, shh, shh. 
really loud, you know what I mean? And then they were listening. Like, excuse me, shh. Couldn't see them, couldn't see them at all, but shh. And then they were like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And so, anyway, they, they showed up for a little bit, then they carried on. I was like, whatever, we're going for dinner. So the next night, I'm, um, I'm back at the apartment watching the sunset, and we've got, um, we've got a little chef to come into the villa, mate, to, to do us like a barbecue, private barbecue on the night, as you do. Of course, yeah. Of course you do. Um, and uh, so he's cooking away, and he's this lovely guy, and, and, uh, and kind of just saying, oh, yeah, I've, been, I've done a lot of the cruises, and I've been on Disney Cruise, and I've and, uh, been here for three years. I'm like, oh, it was great. I said, oh, yeah. So do you meet some nice people? Meet some nice people. He's like, great people. 95% of the people are absolutely awesome. I said, uh, he said, there's 5% who were like, you know, idiots, but you always get that in any kind of nice resort. So I'm like, oh, I tell you what, mate, honestly, like, yeah, everyone's been amazing, but we've got these people next door. They're like a little bit louder, a little bit louder. It's fine, but, you know, I, I'm, sometimes you've got to just appreciate where you are and, and there were, you know, a few drinks and then they were just being a little bit too loud for me. And he goes, oh, where was that, sir? So I go, oh, just, just, to the, just to the left there. He goes, uh, Oh, oh, do you know who's there? So I'm like, no. Because, oh, that's Chris Rock is there, the comedian, you know, from <laughs> Jumanji and all the many movies. Oh, it's Chris Rock and his family. I'm like, oh, God, of course it is. <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, Chris Rock's there. And then two doors away from me on the other side is Queen Latifah. I'm like, bloody hell. So I'm telling Chris Rock to shut up. <laughs> you prat. But I tell you what, mate, if you're making noise, you're making noise. If you're in 108, I'm in 109, you're getting told, mate. What what kind of noise was he making? Well, they L- were just ma- they were just being making a bit, noise. They were, well, geez, I mean, I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> there was a, it was um, there were there were at least four to five fillies in that place, and uh, I think there were a couple of his his, his guys there as well. And uh, yeah, it's different in America. You don't have to um, you don't have to uh, do the whole bubble situation. So I guess he's got a few friends there. But yeah. I'll tell him what for, mm. mate. I'll tell him what for. But yeah, good, good times, mate. Good times. But but the best time was, like I say, coming back from the airport and uh, seeing your Neto. And then yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I topped up again in the airport um, because I wanted to see the replay of the goals. And like, I've got these headphones. I've got the headphones on, so I don't really realise how you know. Sometimes you don't realise how loud it is, do you? So when you speak to people, it's a little bit louder. And they've just re- they've just shown. Um, Pedence when he's absolutely done Havertz and so I've just seen it walking by just looking at and I've just gone I've just gone massively massively way too loud oh sorry sorry <laughs> and he just looked at me like who's this idiot saying sorry to himself I'm like no you don't know you've not seen Pedence do Havertz are you so uh, yeah good mate good 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 Let, let's uh, let's talk about it mate let's talk about that I think, and you know better than me because you've been here for a while, and I need to stop talking because I've rambled on for about eight minutes and I apologise to anyone and everyone who's listening. I was going to um, say, the irony of you telling Chris Rock to uh, shush. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> mate, dead minutes on this podcast, mate. It's, no, it's, it, doesn't make a good, it doesn't make a good podcast. So, um, so um, I don't know, I've lost what I was going to track of. Oh, yeah. So, you, tell, you know better than me. But I feel like that net of, sometimes the defining moments in seasons... And I feel yes. like that netto goal, one way or the other, and then, you know, like I say, if they've got to draw a grape, I feel like that could just just tip Wolves into, okay, well, we've just got beat by Villa. Okay, we had a decent result against Chelsea, but that I feel like that could be a turning point in this season. It could well be, and you just hope it is. And we refer to it going into the game, the Chelsea... Uh, for better or worse, in previous seasons, had been kind of t- turning points, and that that what, that two one win a couple of seasons back under the lights that was like the Gibbs White night, wasn't it? Um, remember, and that kind of gave them the belief, didn't it, that they could go on and finish seventh? Then yeah. getting thrashed by them five two, absolutely torn apart. Mm-hmm. That was a kick up the arse to say this ain't anywhere near good enough you've got to book your ideas up and they did and now this is kind of after a period of a bit of indifference and a kind of going to a new approach mixed results I think this proved that the old way at least for now is is the best way and it's what they know it's their it's their system that they've used for for three years and naturally it's it's something that they're now like the back of their end there. It's second nature to them, and it showed in the performance. 
I think the first half, again, sticking to the script a bit with Wolves, it wasn't a fa- uh, particularly fantastic watch, but you've kept a, a, a team that has been so ex- expensively assembled in Chelsea at bay and limited them to, to to very little from open play. It was from set pieces and corners, really, that they, that they troubled Wolves. And then, after going behind, they've, they've had the belief to... To, to come back and and all, for all the lack of goals and and uh, they've missed Jimenez, you know they get they had two real chances against Chelsea and they put them both away. It, were, it wasn't as if you know they really had an accumulation of chances and they'd knocked on the door for ages. They had re- two, you know, not even major openings. Well, I was, really. was going to say like like Pedence's goal. He's got. He's, I mean, just looking at it in slow motion, he's got to do a lot. To be, to yeah. Before you can get that shot away, I mean, you don't think that's like that's not a one-on-one or, or you know, it's been crossed across to him. And he's, he's, he's got a great chance. I mean, he's done. He's he's he's, he's turned back and then gone back again and feigned. I mean, you know, to even get the shot in uh, past Reece James, it, it was fantastic work, really. So he's he's almost engineered it himself. Yeah, and and even Neto's. I mean, yeah, definitely. He's got him. He's got himself in the position, but he still had to sprint fifty yards and take on his man to get in that position. And hit so, quite, you know, um, across across the goalkeeper. I mean, these are these are these are chances. I say chances for me. They're only really half chances. Really, it's not like oh, he's got to score or yeah, you know, yeah. they're not they're not open goals, are they? By any means, no. So that that was really encouraging, and you know, making the most of of the little that they got really, and, and coming away with a win and. Uh, of course, one game doesn't mean that they're the finished article or anything like that. I mean, there's still work to be done, but I think it did go a long way of proving that three-four-three. I think it accentuates the strengths of everyone more so, and I think. It Do you think points. that's going to be it now? Do you think the the, the four's gone back, or and they might use it if they really need to attack or they're chasing a game? But but that that three at the back is 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 what their, their bread and butter and and what will they'll use going forward unless they need to drastically change things. I think so, yeah. I think it would have been different had Jimenez stayed fit. Okay, and yeah. I think the four with Jimenez fit and then mm-hmm. the three lads behind him yes. was so exciting, wasn't it? Yes, and yes thought, it was. wow, that's got the potential to be amazing. Um, but then, you know, lo and behold, of course, Jimenez get, gets injured and... And defensively, they hadn't looked all that solid. Cody can play in a two. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that. But I just think he, he's better in a three. <laughs> you know. You, um, yeah. I, no. I I agree. So do you feel that they'll probably revisit that? Like you say, unless unless needs must took it away, saying, okay, well, that's that's something that I definitely want to have a look at. But maybe wait till next season. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it, it's more of a thing that if it's going. Um, wrong in a game or they're looking particularly devoid of ideas or devoid of confidence it's something that in the midst of a game then they that they, they can then change too I, I don't think we'll necessarily I mean you never know we know now but I don't think we'll necessarily see it now for for starting games I think it's something that you could turn to on the hour and you want to get more attacking changes on you want to get a routine you're on or you want to get um, maybe if Silver's not starting or get him off the bench or in a Dharma run or something like that I think it's it's more a case of that now for switching during games mm-hmm. rather than switching um, from the outset because really I, I don't think there's there's a bit of an argument to say Wolves are more attack minded in the four but I don't think they look any particularly more threatening in it mm-hmm. I think uh, they, look, they look better with a defensive three um, I think it allows you know, to give the likes of Samedo, who hasn't... I don't want to feel like we're going back to him all the time, but he hasn't been brilliant, has he, so mm-hmm. far? And mm-hmm. I think he looks more comfortable in the five. He's got a bit more players around him. and, and A bit more insurance as well, you know, if, 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 if he does, yeah. you know... If, if, and he's got know, more got... licence to get forward as well. So I think, not just for him, but for Wolves as a whole, I think it just makes sense. And as you say until they've got a proper period of being able to drill it into the players. I think four is something we'll see a bit more sparingly. I don't think it'll be discarded completely, but I think it's more of a case of using it in games if things are going wrong rather than going to a certain place with the idea, right, we'll play with the four today. Mm. Um, I think the three really is the way to go for now. 
And great to see Alfred and Jai come on as well, uh, you know, for to, um, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, oh, we're not to Sao, we went to, went to Shanghai and, uh, you know, but you know, that was, that was a year and a half ago now, but bloody hell, he's had a growth spurt. He's, he's gone massive. I mean, come on the pitch. I'm like, what? Who's this? Because he, I mean, and at that age you do, don't you? You do grow quickly, but I mean, he's an imposing guy and, and, and fair play. To Nuno for bringing him on. I mean, he's he's had some calls, hasn't he? I mean, we we, we kind of talked about him bringing Silver on straight away when he could have gone safer at Arsenal, and uh, and and, yeah. and great for the confidence. And, and it's the same for Otisawi. He could quite easily have uh, you know have moved Saiz up or, or or made the change with you know with, with plenty. He had plenty of other options. I don't think anyone thought Owen Otisawi was the person to replace Dendonka at half time. But fair play to the kid and, and to get the assist as well and and just genuinely have a have. have the confidence that will give him and, and Nuno giving a big embrace at the end is massive. And, you know, with these with these going from seven to nine substitutes now, you, only, you can only use three, of course, but you've got to think that he's going to be, I know he was in there anyway, but he's, he's going to be in every matchday squad going forward probably until, until the end of the season, which, which is great for his development. Yeah, fantastic. And he's, um, he's something of a frowback. I don't know if that's a bit, bit of a bit of a kind of getting carried away, but... I think it's been something of a dying breed, really, having a real physical presence in the middle of a, in the middle of the park. And he's, of course, he's not just a physical presence. He can obviously play, and we saw that. Um, but I think there is something to be said for having somebody who is an imposing, physical, commanding kind of character in the middle of the park. And we we've seen it in years gone by. We've we've. I mean, he's just taken the Albion job, hasn't he? But particularly with Allardyce teams, you'd say in the past, the Enzonzis and Kuyates and and players like that that have had a lot of success in the Premier League because they're players who are who can play, but they're real imposing presences as well. And since Enjoy, as you as you touch on there, Wolves never really re- replaced that 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 aspect of the squad. I think obviously Dendonka has come in and he's a physical player. But his game is more on pure running and getting about the park and really kind of running himself into the ground, really, at times. as More so than being really physically commanding and aerial presence. And um, I, I genuinely think, yeah, there's, there is a place for us to say moving forward. The, you know, there's, there's, we've got to be careful not to expect the earth from him. Sure, no, of course. And he'll but be on the bench, he, I'm sure, tomorrow on Monday night. But... You know he's an option now, and, and I think it's good. It's good that he's he's in that mix now. You know we've had this 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 trio of of, of Neves and and, and Dendonka and and uh, Moutinho, and look, you know none of them have really stepped up and gone. Well, I'm I'm 100% on this team sheet, and I, I'm I'm your I'm your starter. You know they've all had good displays and indifferent displays and poor displays. So the fact that a youngster's now coming in and 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 putting you know putting his name in the hat is great. It's great for Nuno. It's great for the squad. It's great for the squad depth and it keeps these guys on the on the feet as well. Yeah, and and it, it val- validates everything that you'd heard about Otisebi behind the scenes. There was a lot of, lot of talk about him and. You know, there's been a few having there on on the production line over the over the past few years. It was it was Gibbs White, wasn't it, a couple of years ago that everybody was raving about, and then then it then it was Kilman, and it, it seems Ottawa is the is the next one now. Um, and, you know, he's had a, an unusual career path. Uh, I think he's even done a, a bit of modelling and stuff like that. And there was in the youth team they were trying to work out whether he was a midfielder or whether he was a centre half. Seems like midfield is is the way to go, and um, there's that screen in in front of the defence and 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 getting forward and supporting attacks. I mean, ultimately he's come come away from his first Premier League game with an assist. I mean, he, you know, of course, Pedence does does everything afterwards. It's a moment of magic, but he's still got to get the knockdown and and rise highest in the box. So he's a good he's a good very good option to have moving forward. And uh, but by everybody you speak to, a very um, Quite a calm and cool character as well. He didn't seem he was getting carried away um, by anything the other night. I mean, if anything, just really kind of, yeah, just the the same kind of mentality, really, not getting too excited. So uh, he seems to have the ability and also the attitude that that, that Nuno really likes. Uh, tenth, Joe, uh, played 13, won six, drawn two, lost five, points yeah. 20. Um, <laughs> Look, it's a 
it's an interest. It's an interesting season, and and like we said before, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going. We're not going to go back and talk about Villa because we we've kind of we kind of done, even though that game's happened as well since then. But you know, if you are losing games, which was incredibly frustrating loss, uh, but you're winning and losing, win and losing, win win lose. It's way better than draws, and uh, it gives Wolves a fighting chance. I mean, you know, tenth place with twenty points, but only three points off fifth. When you look at some of the frustration and the vitriol that sometimes in social media, when you're three points off fifth, you know, yeah. uh, four points off third, uh, even it's, it's not it's not bad, is it? And, and I do think if Wolves can give themselves a chance going into those last 10 games, whether it's a transitional season or not. We've talked about this, and we talked about transitional season probably about 10 weeks ago, Joe, to be honest, about that we think yeah. it, it was. But there's no reason why you can have a transitional season and still be kind of kicking around that top 10, top 9, top 8 with 10 games to go. And if they can do that and go through this season with everything that's gone on and have the you know, returning likes of Johnny and maybe another one or two additions in January. And they've got a fantastic last 10 games. If they can put a run together, it will be just like this team to, again, you know, make the impossible possible and, and have a chance last two or three games where they could be playing European football next year. Now, there's a lot there's a lot that needs to happen between now and then. But if they can come off this win and then go to Burnley on Monday night and win again... It gives you that little bit of breathing space where they can, they can they can really have a go at Spurs. They can really have a go at Man United before Brighton come to town and they host Everton at home and then they host West Brom at home and things get a little bit easier. And uh, I think another win in December. If you get another win in December, then you've you've got you've got a couple of games in Spurs and Man United where you can really have a good go. And if you can get something from one of them, then oh dearie me, it's been that that that's been a very very profitable December, especially on the back of of that Villa defeat. Um, and, and I see no reason why they can't, but I do think Monday night's important. If they can go to Burnley and win there, then I think I think we might start to, to believe a little bit more. Yeah, and Wolves are in transition, but I think pretty much, you know, most of the Premier League is really, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we, we've, said bef- we've said before that, you know, Wolves could be... You know, hard pressed to, to finish as as well as they have done in previous seasons. But you look at that those teams in kind of that pack. Um, you know, Everton for all the improvements seemingly that, that they've made to their squad, they are still really in transition because you know Ancelotti hasn't been there for what even a year yet. So teams like that in that in that same bracket as Wolves, they are really still on a fairly evenish keel. And if you can rack up a run and it just shows anything anything can happen and what I will say I think I just think with the, with the back three they do look a lot more solid it's still six games now I think six games now without a clean sheet and that is something that Wolves will want to address quickly um, but I think they've got a far better chance of addressing it with playing the defensive three and, and as I say I don't think it necessarily takes too much away from the attack Again, if Jimenez was fit, I'd probably think a bit differently. Um, but with with what they've got at the minute and the players ultimately that have been recruited to play in a free and with wing backs, you know that that's that, that's been Wolves' way. And you look at the summer signings, yeah, you know they they haven't been a, a roaring success yet at all. But they've all been bought in really to play that system. So I think it's um, a case of sticking with that and. Um, if they do, and they can get some of that consistency, really, that they had last season, because over the last month or so, there was a lot of changes to the team week in, week out. You weren't sure what kind of system that they were going to play. But if they can play a 3-4-3 now and keep, say, 90-95% of those players in that team on a week in, week out basis, I think they've got a lot better chance of getting towards seventh and getting towards those European places again. I think consistency is the key, especially you know in a period where there's still a lot of uncertainty, there's still a lack of fans. If you can get those home comforts, if you like, and get that Wolves of old, and knowing what's worked in the past, I think that's a that's the way to go for now. Chris Rock just got a text from him saying that he hopes Wolves get relegated this season. Unbelievable oh. from Chris. Rock. Unbelievable. See what Queen Latifah's got to say, mate, later on in the podcast. Chris Rock was he? 
Oh, he's an American comedian, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. He, is he, yeah. Very, very he's famous. Been films. in quite a few movies. Um, trying yeah. to see what... He's been in, like, um, Grown Ups, uh, yeah. Madagascar. He's, he's, he's Madag- pretty... He's, probably, he's yeah. probably one of the biggest comedians, I would say, um, in America, I think. But he's quite small as well, which is... <laughs> Yeah, but he's been we, some we, big ones, mate. We didn't talk about the big news, though, did we? What happened while you were away? Uh, the, the, the big news. Uh, the big news of, of the old uh, of the old little mix. Surely Alana had a text while you were away and to, to inform her of the news. I mean, big, big developments. Big development, mate. Well, you know... Some people, some people found out on the day. Some people might have known for a while, mate. You know, I, I can't say we don't, we don't, oh. we, don't get, we don't get text, mate. We don't get, we don't get text. But um, yeah, we're in London tonight, mate. Now. We may be, we may be. Um, I can't say too much. I can't, I can't say too much, mate. But yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> Jess, Jesse, good luck to her. Lovely girl. Always gets on well with 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 Alana. But the three girls are honestly, they're they're, they're they'll do really well as as a trio as well. So um, wish them all the best, mate. But yeah, I can't, I can't say too much, mate. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's 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 a it's a private conversation. I might tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. Okay. I'll tell you off air. It's all good though, mate. It's all good. They're, they're honestly, nicest bunch of ladies you'll ever meet in your life. Apart from obviously your Mrs. Sophie, mate. She's she's lovely as well. Um, <laughs> um, let's let's go on. Well, let's talk about you know we can talk about a good December and we talk about. Yeah. We talk about if they can give themselves a chance going into into 2021. Look, you've spoken to Nuno today. He's, he's at his presser, and without looking ahead of the what's what you know the next game, as Nuno always likes to say, there is an eye on January. There is an eye on improving this squad um, and and specifically getting a striker on board. We know that Raul's not going to be available for some time, and probably probably we won't see him again until next season. So. There is going to be a stopgap where you need to fill his boots potentially. I don't think going to fill his boots, but have an option there apart from Fabio Silva. I'm not writing Fabio Silva off at all. I still think he's got an important part to play. But if Wolves are to be challenging come the end of the season, they might need or they will need some more experience and, and someone who can who can score goals and uh, and maybe you know who scored goals on who isn't so raw. Um, I'm not talking about a load of goals here, but you need to get someone in who's going to score you if you come in in January for you to really have a chance. Maybe six or seven goals. It's all yeah. you need, really, from a striker. I'm not, you know, you don't expect, I'm not expecting a 20-goal-a-season striker to come in and have a, you know, score 10 or 11 or 12 because you've got to, first of all, get them and then to get someone on loan, if, unless you sign a permanent. And very rarely do you get those players in January, let alone, you know, in the summer. So you've got to be realistic in, in, in what, you're, what you're looking to achieve, what you're looking to get on board. But if you can get someone who can score you six, seven goals and, and, and a few assists, and I think Nuno will be delighted with that. What is the... What, what feeling do you get from speaking to Nuno, asking him the question this afternoon about what their plans are in January, Joe? Yeah, I think I think it's something that's on the books, yeah. And, um, you know, Nuno's not a fan of necessarily talking too much about the window, but I think it's it's been there for, for everybody to see anyway, really, that that it there is a need to address it and, 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 get, and get some more goals into the squad. I mean... In terms of signings, I mean, we said before, I mean, it'd be unlikely for Nuno to, 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 to kind of go into a stopgap. But it, it, I guess, you know, it, we, we've a, nobody foresees a, you know, a, a fractured skull for, for, for Raul Jimenez and a, such a lengthy layoff. Um, and it, it, it becomes something of, of needs must, really. And that's not to say Silver hasn't done well, because I think he has done well. Um, I think he's making good progress. I think he's putting some good performances, but ultimately he's an 18 year old lad. And um, I think there is an onus to get now somebody of a bit more experience who kind of, uh, maybe, you know, we've we've seen Wolves not good, always go down this route, but maybe somebody of, of, of Premier League experience as well. You know, who just kind of knows the league and knows what they're doing. And it, I'd probably say a loan signing would be. More realistic, you'd think of the kind of circumstances. I mean, Silver is very much still, you know, the long-term 
aim of, of getting him in, in, in the in the hot seat, if you like, while Jimenez still, you know, they expect him to come back and be as he was before. So the, I think they'd be wary of spending money up front on a striker, knowing that they've still got those two. And maybe if you're carrying on playing a 3-4-3 a three, three, or maybe even a front two, maybe there'd be almost one too many without knowing exactly what they'd bring. So I think we've seen Wolves go in the loan to buy up allowed to buy routes haven't we before and it's been you know fairly successful in the past so I think if they could come up with a similar sort of deal for somebody this time around I think they'd be happy to do that or even maybe even maybe a straight loan which doesn't necessarily have that that option tied into it but it's like you know if they do really well then you can say to their parent club in the summer any chance or you know what kind of fee would it take rather than having a fixed agreement in place. So, um, yeah, I'm leaning towards a loan. I think that's that, that, that seems to be what makes the most sense from a, from a business perspective, considering that the fact that they spent 35 million quid on silver, and now they did, you look at the balances from ins and out, and they do fairly break even, but the jot of money is coming in on, in instalments, so there's that to factor in as well. So I, I do I do think loan seems to be on the surface at least the one that makes the most sense, but equally I don't think a permanent move is completely off the table. If if they can get the right player in at, at a good price, then I think they'd go for it. But um, yeah, I'd say more so loan. That, that that's that's my inkling anyway. If they did go for a permanent a permanent deal as well, you have got to think that it would be, there would be the number two or playing alongside. Jimenez at best, but probably a second fiddle to Jimenez when he does come back. So, what way would that leave Fabio Silva? Well, that's it, isn't it? You don't want to, um, you don't want to stunt the growth of Fabio Silva by doing this, and it is a, it's a treacherous kind of path to go down, I guess. Um, and that that's why I do think a loan with an option, or a, again, or even a, a straight loan, kind of ticks all the boxes, really. You know, if if they come in and they hit the ground running, they get the goals that you want, the the six or seven goals that that you say, then have a look at it in the summer, take up the option, or go back to their club and say what will it take, and then equally, if they come in, they don't cut the mustard. Instead, silver, it's it's a purple patch, and he's the one who plays the games, and this new guy, whoever it is, or if if they come in, doesn't hit the ground running, then nothing's lost then. Then you haven't got a you haven't got to stump up the cash. There's no obligation. There's no permanent deal in place. You can just say thanks for your efforts, thanks for helping us out. But we're moving on to other targets and we're moving on to other things. So, be interesting to see how they go. And January can be a treacherous market, and you're not exactly um, your options aren't as expansive as they would be in the summer. But uh, Wolves have been shrewd operators in the past, and. There is um there is an onus on kind of having a having a real good window. I think you know I I I think the last few have been you know the jury's out really on the last one and and the ones previous really. I mean the ones previous were very mixed. Neto of course came into the club and has been brilliant as as Pedence, but then you look at some of the signings of recent years, Catra and Avalejo. Um, you know even some of the summer yet. I mean Vitinha and Aitnuri have been well. More so, Aitnuri and uh, and Hoover haven't really played at all. So um, yeah, it's uh, there's an onus on getting it right, and it'd be interesting to see how they attack it because, as we're going to touch on now, it's a limited market, and it'd take a certain type of player to do it as well. I think. Yeah, so I asked you for your homework, Joe, to to come up with a few names that potentially maybe. Uh, may be available or may you, th- you might think uh, could, could be useful and attainable signings for Wolves. What, what, uh, what have you heard? Well, I haven't, I haven't heard anything you, specifically. You, I've won your homework now. Oh, Give me your homework. And if not, then I'm taking you straight to the headmaster for a detention and a, and a good old spanking. Well, well Divock has been mentioned, hasn't he? And um, I don't think it's a name that has inspired confidence all round among fans on social media I think there's a fair few that you know the jury's out on him uh, I mean 
he would tick the boxes in that he's a decent age. He's 25. I think you probably could get him on a loan. Um, he's, 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 of, he's of Premier League experience. But equally, I'm not blown away by his goal record um, in in such a great Liverpool team, even though he has had those big moments, of course, scoring in the Champions League final as well. Um, but that is somebody that Wolves have had an interest in in the past. And in, if the Warwick situation was to arise, there would be potential to explore that. Be interesting to see if Nelson Oliveira comes up on the radar again. Um, that was a player that last January there was, there were, you know, they were looking at uh, quite a lot. And he, at one stage, it seemed that it'd be a double deal from Greece. Really, that it'd be Pedence coming in from Olympiacos and Oliveira from AEK Athens. He's still on the books at Athens. How was he? Um, how was he done? Because I mean, he wasn't. To be honest, from, from when he was mentioned before, I don't think he was particularly... Oh, fans were particularly no. thrilled about getting him. Although you've got to be realistic, like you say, Joe, and you've got to think that maybe someone who does come is someone got either something to prove or has been, you know, is on the fringes of what they're doing at the moment and, and, and probably hasn't had the best run of form. So you're not going to say that... that could be a great, a great chance that, that whoever comes in, the fans won't be massively excited about them regardless. Yeah, I think so. And he's... Scored a couple of goals this season in Greece. I don't. I don't think he's been a surefire starter for them every week. Um, but it, you know, Pedence wasn't a surefire starter towards the end of his spell at, at Olympiakos. And look at look at how he's been. So it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily say that they're a bad player. Um, but somebody like Oliveira. I mean, he's. I think he's a bit older now. I think he's creeping towards thirty. But he's Portuguese, so he would integrate. You know, fairly easily in that respect, he's he's played in English football for for se- for, for several clubs: Norwich, Notts Forest, um, Reading. Uh, you know, he, he li- limited experience in the Premier League, if any, actually, off the top of my head. I think it's all been mainly in the Championship. But he, he's a player that kind of would adjust to Wolverhampton if needed. So that's one to bear in mind. Um, and speaking hypothetically. Um, I think we've mentioned him in the past. Go on, um, go with him. Uh, go with him. Go with my guy. Go on. This um, Josh King. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Just to again, not heard anything, and this could be completely way off. But and and I think if I'm right that his contract is coming up at the end of the season, so I don't think it'd be necessarily. With him, at, at least, I don't think Bournemouth would be open to that um, loan or loan to buy because if they did a loan, then he'd be out of contract anyway and they'd stand to lose him on a free transfer anyway. So I think it would be a case of they'd, they'd want to get a bit of cash for him in January, but a cut-price deal. Um, again, he, he's, a, he's a player that, of course, played in the Premier League, could play on the left of a three, maybe, on the right of a three, um, could play down the middle, could play as one of, of two up top. It's... The thing is, though, what I will stress about this month coming up is that Wolves are going to be linked with every striker under the sun. <laughs> you know, it, it's it, he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. He's not playing, is he? He's not playing for Bournemouth. He's coming on as a sub. He's you know, he's obviously got an injury record, which is the issue. But I mean, when he when he's when he's fit and he's available, I mean, I rate him as a better player than Callum Wilson. I know they came as a, as a duo, really, and I think Newcastle were trying to get them as a duo. But the problem is the injury record. But if you can get him. Fit and and firing and and kind of the Jimenez mould is in the way that he you know he he can definitely head a ball he's got a bit of height on him he's he's you know he's he's scored Premier League goals against the very best I mean this was a this was a guy who was going to go to Man United uh, you know as I think as recent as last January it was almost sand sealed and delivered before that fell through so. So he's definitely got a pedigree, but it's whether, like you say, a deal can be struck. I'd rather, I mean, I've been banging on about him since bloody last summer, but we mentioned him again a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, that he would be someone who, who, who Wolves should look at. And I still think I still think they missed a trick last summer. Honestly, I do, by not signing someone like that. But if if he hasn't gone and he didn't go and people expect him to go in that, in that you know, very quick window in, in the summer... If I was Wolves, I'd be right in there, especially if you can get him on some kind of loan deal, maybe a you know a, a cut-priced permanent transfer because he has 28. I mean, 28, 29. He's still got the best years ahead of him as a strike, and he's got that knowledge. He's got that nous. I'd be I'd be jumping at that kind of chance. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think 
you know, it'd be shorter suitors either. But um, it'd take a bit of a change in approach. But I think, you know, equally getting somebody in on a loan signing and as something of a, you know, a, a, not maybe not stopgap. Maybe that's not the right term. But getting somebody in in the wake of somebody being injured is an, an approach that Wolves have had to make really in, in, in Nuno's time so you know different different times call for different circumstances and maybe this would now be the time that they would get somebody who knows the Premier League a bit more rather than getting somebody from 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 from, from the continent I mean again that I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see somebody coming from the Portuguese league or from the from French football from Spanish football whatever it may be but um I do think if you're getting somebody in relatively short term with the idea that it could become something for you in in the longer term, I think to address the need for goals, I think there is an element of getting somebody who's a bit more tried and tested. I'd like the the closest thing you could get to it from a Wolves perspective is in the promotion season when the goals are dried up for Bonatini, they went into the January market and brought in Benny Cafobe and. Benny Kafabi, of course, was a player that obviously knew the club previously, but obviously knew the level. And you were you were buying, you were getting him in, in in the knowledge that you were pretty much getting guaranteed goals, uh, it, it, unless something went really awry. I don't think he really set the world alight, you know, in the end. But he got what was it about six or seven goals, something like that. Helped him on the way to promotion, got another trophy on his CV. Uh, that was the weirdness of it option being taken up and then immediately sold but that's the closest thing I can can think of that you could liken this situation to I think there is a there's an onus really to get somebody who knows the league who knows the level and is a bit more of a guaranteed source of goals because they've gone on the continent and they've got somebody in a very, in very young very high potential in silver who's done well so far and I think he's holding his own in the Premier League but you just want somebody a bit more tried and tested while uh, Jimenez recovers. Good stuff, Joe. Uh, we've got, we haven't got a lot of time for questions, but should we, should we race through them? We've got 10 minutes of questions. Is that okay? Nine minutes of questions. Minutes? Come on, that's plenty of time. Come okay, on. okay. Here we go. Uh, rattle through them. Paul Mansell. Welcome back, Nathan. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, Burnley have looked very tight at the back against Arsenal and Villa. I'm not sure if they're super tight against Villa. I mean, Villa completely dominated that game and should have won it, really. Since they're particularly strong at defending crosses, are you hoping to see us play through the lines with Podence and Neto? Well, I, I think that's that, that's your route to success, isn't it? Because Pudden and Neto those two, are yeah, matching. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, the, they're the two that inspire the confidence of the rest of the team I think really they're, they're the two that are grabbing games by the scruff of the neck and, and really starting to show themselves and, and the quality that they've got and said it the other day but the real thing that strikes you about them is just how passionate that they both are I mean it's all well having the talent but if you're one of these guys who's going to throw your arms about and uh, only do it when you're on the ball these guys track back they make tackles you know, I mean, Pedence picked up a booking against Chelsea, which was stupid. I mean, it was never a booking, um, just trying to get the ball back. Um, but it, it's that infectious kind of nature that they've got, and they're they're very similar to to what Diago Jota was in in that respect, in that they're very talented and they're tenacious as well, and uh, they're brilliant to watch. That that, and if yeah, if Wolves are to do anything against Burnley and and do anything really this season, then. Those two are going to have had a massive hand in it because um, they're they're the they're the big stars really of this Wolves team at the minute. I think they're going to get ten goals apiece in the Premier League. I think. Well, uh, honestly, I do. For that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Um, Poco Drum, um, which of the Wolves players out on loan has the biggest chance of returning and making an impact? <sighs> Difficult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> biggest chance of returning and making an impact. I'm just trying to think who he's out on loan and really kind of I mean there's a, there's a, there's a guy who I, I highly rate and I know like at the moment he can't quite get into the cough side but um, I, I like Giles, Ryan Giles he's got signed yeah, a new, new do, deal yeah. till 2025 young young kid but obviously did really well in League 1 for Shrewsbury um, went and did it against Coventry he's playing championship football now so we, we, we look at 
Warren Gibbs White and a few of the guys, you know, the, the, the Mears and, and, and some of the bigger, the bigger names in inverted commas who have, who have come and gone abroad. But I think this lad who's, who's, who's closer than most at, at Coventry compared to Wolverhampton is, is something who, on someone who, who could be a real asset to Wolves uh, going forward, not, not this season, and not next season. But you look at, you know, you look at the likes of Fabio Silva at 18, 19 and maybe seeing them in, in two or three years' time really flourishing. I think that Ryan Giles could quite easily and probably ahead of even the likes of Morgan Gibbs White for me could come into this side we've seen him play at this, in this side uh, and can be a, a first team solid squad member for many years to come hopefully uh, um, I'd probably say I'd probably say Gibbs White is probably the one that you look at and the expectation would be to get him back in the first team picture maybe that's you know not the opinion of everyone as fans but you know Really, really rates him, and and so do the rest of the rest of the squad, and they really believe in his ability. So I think he's just about to return from injury. Um, he's he was a bit unlucky on Swan, Swansea. He'd hit a nice run of form, assists, goals, then got himself an injury. But I think after a couple of months out, I think he's on his way back or just about to return. So hopefully, he has a good second half to the season and can come back. Uh, it, 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 and play a part, and I think Jordao as well. He's in that in that bracket. He's playing every week in Portugal for for Malaceu. He scored a very nice goal, didn't he? And uh, he's eager. I think he's been speaking in the Portuguese press to come back and impress Nuno and get back in his long term view. And it's similarly to his best mate as uh, in, in in Neto, you know. And uh, he'll look at what Neto has done and want a slice of that himself. So uh, I think Gibbs White and Jordao could have something to offer, um, perhaps next season. Catroni? No. <laughs> no, I'm just going to stop you right there and say... No. Give me the latest on that, though. I mean, people are talking about it, you know, the, the, the name's not going away. What's the latest with him? When's he coming back? Is it the end of the season? Is it in January? Is, it, is, is he a Wolves player? Is he not a Wolves player? What, what's the situation? <laughs> I wish I could really tell you confidently what it was, but nobody really seems to know. It's very, um, very, that's, that's, very strange, isn't it? Very strange never, that no one, We thought no. we knew when he went, but obviously the goalpost seems to have changed. I've never known anything like it with him, honestly. And his agent is now saying that the obligation to sign him has been removed. I mean, I didn't even know that was really a thing. That it, I thought once it was agreed and in place, then it's in place. But apparently that's been removed I think either way the crux of it all whether he comes back to Wolves and temporarily becomes a Wolves player again is that I don't think he's ever going to play for Wolves again you know I think that that, that, that bridge is that bridge is gone the, you know it's water under the bridge now I think it's well bridge not burned but you know I, I think Wolves have moved on and he's moved on he clearly you know, would want to be in Italy and playing in Italy. He's not been playing in Italy, and uh, I think that obligation or the confusion around it has um, has played its part. But he needs to rediscover his career somewhere. I just don't think it's Wolves. He'd never really settled. And um, but if you're looking at uh, Divacorigi and people like that in January, Joe, people no, might say, "Well, you no. spent 15 million quid on on this on this on this kid who scored a few goals. Could could you do could you do much better?" Yeah, I think he could. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, no, I think he could. Uh, he, he, he's he's not. Some players just aren't. You know, despite you know they're they're, they're good players and they're good lads. I mean, I spoke to Catrone a couple of times and he seemed a nice guy and it worked hard. You can never fault his effort. But some players just aren't suited to certain leagues and certain clubs, and he, I don't think he's necessarily a Premier League player. I think he could. Proved to be a, a, a pretty pretty fine player in, in Italy, and hopefully he can rediscover himself. But as I say, I think you know there comes a time when clubs move on from players. Uh, in, you look in recent years, your Bonatini's, your Costas, your Cavaleros. Wolves had kind of you know parted ways with them, and they've gone in a in a different direction, which which has mainly been up. So um, yeah, I think the Catrone situation has, has been and gone really, regardless of whether he temporarily becomes a Wolves player again. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see him playing for the club ever again. Um, okay, uh, Ronan Gibbons. Uh, oh, Ronan Gibbons. I think, I think, I think Ronan was the one who, who did the best, uh, best he question. Was? I've got, I've got, I've got his, um, I've got his program and his, his pin badge at home. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it out before I went away. But I've got to say, I think this is the same Ronan Gibbons, Joe, who, who, who messaged us a couple of days ago. Yeah. Has gone through and listened to every single podcast, five Wolves potties a day. 
he's been feasting on. He's gone back and listened to all 187 podcasts. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And, also, he, stuck up for, he, and he stuck up for me on Twitter. That was brilliant as well. Well, what happened? I, I've, I've missed that. Uh, so, so, so I think you asked him what his highlights and his lowlights of the podcast were. And then somebody, I don't know his name, replied, uh, highlights Tim Spears, lowlights Joe Edwards. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what they said? Did I miss that? Uh, yeah, and uh, Rowan said, oh, shut up, don't be such an arsehole. So, uh, ah, I yeah. like it, like it, like so, it. So, Rowan, thank you for the listen, and thank you for the... Uh, for, for, the, for sticking up for me. 180, 187 episodes. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable that he's listened to them. There must have been some dross in there. Remember at the start when it was like, like a few different other Yeah, it was shit. It was down at the bottom in the old finance offices of the Express and Star basement. Yeah. And it was me, Spears, I think Matt Mayer and... Matt Wilson. St- I mean, Matt Wilson or Steve Madeley even... Uh, I mean, Matt Wilson, yeah, from West Brom. And it was almost like, um, you know, we talked a bit about Wolves at the start and then went to, went to Albion and Villa and uh, might be a bit of Warsaw in there. <laughs> Good. A bit of Kidman's Drarius, maybe? It was, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. But, um, you know, it was kind of like, yeah. We talked about Warsaw like 20 minutes and then like five minutes for the rest of them. And uh, I want to listen to it, to be fair. And then, obviously, of course, we, we kind of made the break without telling them at the end of the first yeah. season, I think when we went to Austria, um, I kind of said, right, we're not really going to tell them this, but I'm just going to do a Wolves podcast and see yeah. what they say. And I think there were a few grumbles and then people realised that it was awesome. So uh, it was fine. Good yeah. to go. Good to go. And they all got their own podcast in the end. It's fine. West Brom got theirs. Walsall got theirs. Uh, Villa never got theirs. Uh, Shrewsbury used to have theirs but has got binned off this season because uh, there was about four and a half people listening to it so you know it's all good we, we all we, we all know where we want to be we want to listen to Wolves for an hour and talking about Butlers and Queen Latifah and uh, maybe a little and bit of football Chris, Chris Rock being a Rock the Rock yeah. um, was oh actually in with in with the Rock I never realised that in Jumanji actually uh, right okay here we go we've got to, we've got to race through them babes Come you on. ready yeah. Here we go. Um, Stu, how many Netflix Christmas Universe films have you watched so far? And yes, this is a thing. I have not watched any films I, of any nature. There's some dreadful Christmas. <laughs> there's some dre- dreadful Christmas films out. Uh, what was the Alana watched one the other day that I watched a little bit? It looked terrible. The bird from um, Game of Thrones was in it. Uh, the, the, Amelia Daenerys what is it Last Christmas I think it's called or something like that oh yeah 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 that's rubbish yeah is it I, I, I watched one the other week is it called The Holiday is oh it, yeah yeah go on Cam- Cameron Diaz you yeah know, first time you've watched it absolutely dreadful what what awful what awful oh no it's a great movie are you joking Oh what man, it's a great that? Christmas film. Get me out! And South, what? Me and South turned to each other about three or four times during this and and said, "What is going on?" Like, oh man, why like, are you the, kidding me? The holiday is probably awful. one of the only ones that is a classic. That's quality. It's not a classic. Oh, it's a feel-good movie, mate. She goes to the, you know, the maybe it's because I, you know, some of us have got yanks who come across, and they're like the quaint cottage in the snow. Oh, mate, it's great. He's, he's, one second, Alana's here now. She's just come in. We're just getting ready because we're having a drink later on. And, um, and uh, Joe's, on, Joe's on here, Alana, yeah, <coughs> doing the podcast now. You know what he said? I saw something about Christmas films I'm talking about. I said about, is it last Christmas, the one with Amelia thingy? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't care about that. And he said they watched a film the other day, him and, him and his missus, and uh, saying it's absolute crap. The holiday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what was crap they said they turned to each other three or four times, just looked, saying this is crap. What's crap about it? Alana's asking. Oh, what was crap about it? I, yeah. It was just so predict. It was just so predictable. Like, and the only bit that was good was um, 
when oh you think he's like texting other women and whatever it is and then it turns out to be his daughters or whatever that, that, that was that was a nice uplifting moment but apart from that it was absolute turd Tur- are you saying it's a turd yeah a turd yeah a turd like, like rubbish like crap yeah he's so it's a slang it's a, term he's saying it's a turd <laughs> defend it defend it <laughs> yeah the it's a black country, I think maybe, it had but, yeah, a lot of I'd... actors that were at the peak prime of their career. And if you had watched it on time, maybe you would have enjoyed it more. Wow. Maybe. Maybe. Alana's <laughs> cutting you up here, mate. She's cutting you up. Uh, I'll be interested to see what, what, our, what our listeners think, um, whether they, they, they like the holiday or not. But I'm stunned, Joe. I'm stunned. I'm stunned at that. For me, there's only oh. one Christmas movie, though. There's only one Christmas movie. Well, there's two. The Nightmare Before Christmas, I love. But, um, mate, you can't go wrong with Home Alone. Or Elf. Uh, see, I haven't really seen Elf. The full what? Elf. I haven't really seen Elf. No, not, I, I've, I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of it, but I'm not a big... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him, to be honest. You're having a go at me for, for, for this chick flick, and... And now you haven't watched Elf. No, I've Come seen on. some of it. I've seen some of it, but it's just a big elf, mate. It's just a big elf. It's just no, no. Come on. No, it's, Come it's, on. It's fine. Home Alone One and Home Alone Two. We can we can agree on that, can't we? Yeah, and Bad Santa's underrated as well. That's decent. Oh, I don't mind Bad Santa. Have you seen Bad Santa yeah. Two? Yeah, I don't think not that's as, good. as good. Is not, it? No, no, not as good. Not no. as good. Uh, let's have a look. Let's see. There's a, a, an, is there um, any wolves questions here? Uh, what are your thoughts on Brighton and Bakari? What a wasted talent, says Wayne Edwards. East Bengal? East he's going, going to, gone to India, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst place, I guess, to play football. But, um, yeah, what what a weird career. And, what you know, I, had he just kind of booked up his ideas a bit more? And I mean, he had all, all the ability... Mm. He didn't look out of place at all in that promotion season, and that he really knuckled down and you know got got himself straight. Then maybe he would have been in in that team moving forward, you know, as a decent option. But hopefully he can can re- rediscover something and get his career on some sort of track. But make that mistake, he shouldn't be trying to resurrect his career in India, you know, for the ability that he's got. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a bit daft, isn't it, really? Wolves fancast say, which Wolves player would you trust the most to administer you the vaccine? Um, Rui, um, nice friendly face, steady hand, okay. um, a, a, a nice beard. Um, yeah, Rui, Patricio. I'm going to say, I'm going to sit with the goalkeepers, but I'm going to say that you want a doctor like John Ruddy to come in with your John, white coat. John th- Ruddy does look a bit like does a Does look like a doc, doesn't he? he? He does. I mean, yeah. he looks like a doctor for me. I think John Ruddy would be your perfect guy. He, he looks a bit like a surgeon, doesn't he? Yeah. Like your yeah. archetypal kind of surgeon or doctor or something like. I mean, that, he looks like he? the kind of guy who'll give you the, the, the vaccine, but then you know, give you a bit of lipo and maybe some fillers as well while you're at it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll change my pick here. Yeah, actually, the, the more you say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for Ruddy uh, giving me the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Stratford upon Wolves. Who are your penal- Who's your penalty taker if Neves isn't on the pitch? I mean, for uh, me, it's net. For me, it would be Neto, and for yeah. me, or Pudence, and for me, there'd be there'd be my penalty taker now. Uh, I don't think Neves doesn't really fill me with confidence when he's over a penalty. We've seen him miss a couple. Uh, I would I would be caught. I, I would rather see. Pedence or Neto over the ball. To be honest, if there's a spot kick given, also when also also any chance of a spot kick being given? I'd like to see a penalty oh, no. at some point. And you see, some yeah. of these teams are disgusting. The amount of penalties they get, not just Man United, but I'm like, when Wolves must Wolves must have there must be a style there, but they must have the one of the bottom four or five clubs to get penalties. I watched um, Juventus the other night and they had two and Ronaldo put them both away and then they had, I think they'd had two in the previous game and they'd, I think they had I think they had six penalties in three games and like wow. you know they, they, it's ridiculous like United and stuff like that teams do seem to win penalties and and and, and uh, you know as Wolves look to improve get some more penalties and score more goals mm. from set pieces they're, mm. they're, they're the two things now. 
Neto, Neto, Neto would be my pick because I, I think Pedenz would have the potential to do a Penenka and it may be go wrong. I, I, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd just lean towards Neto. I think he put his foot through it. Top corner. Love it. Uh, Dave Sutton, what was the best part of your reason holding in St. Lucia? And also, who else? Uh, Sean Percival asks, did you go up the Pitons? So we can answer them in the same answer. Yes, I did go up the Pitons with these two huge like mountainous structures of uh, volcanic eruption, massive either side of the peaks. I think there are a couple of pictures with them on, actually. Uh, basically, two miles up in the sky, two miles up, and we, we hiked up them with a, with a guide, mate. It was a five-and-a-half-hour round trip, and it was there was no hiking trail. You're literally rock climbing for in the heat of the day for about a good two hours vertical, which sounds miserable. And to be honest, it was. But when you get up to the top, oh my god, oh oh, you talk about views, you talk about you talk about beautiful views, mate. That is up there with the very best, the very mm. best. That and a snowy cottage on the holiday. Um, right, uh, let's have a look. One or two more, then we've got to go. Uh, da, 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 da. Who is currently the most valuable player Wolves have? Has says George Brown, not price-wise, but importance. Neto. Yeah. Yeah, Neto all day long. Yeah, if Neto's on, if Neto's on it, then Wolves it goes a long way to to guaranteeing a, a result for Wolves. I think mm-hmm. he, he's the one at the minute. He, he's he's moved level now, hasn't he? With Jimenez yes. uh, for goals as well now, and uh, yeah, he's, he's taking on the mantle. He, he's been brilliant. Uh, Reggie, ask me that question next week, please. Um, uh, Dave says, general transfer window, apart from the obvious point of needing a striker, do you think they will strengthen anywhere else and rumoured outgoings? No, no, not particularly. No, not really. I think it's pretty much one and done. Yeah. Um, you got Johnny no, coming back as well. You're not obviously replacing Semedo. They're fine at the back. You know, central midfield. I mean, you've got you've got now Otisawi coming in there. You know, you've got Vitinho also got an assist the other night. I, I think it's I think it's one and that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the one area. And you know, touched on Johnny. There's still not a definitive time frame, but you're looking at the the spring, maybe March. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe February, March. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're being a bit cautious, which you can understand. But yeah, um, he comes in before the end of the season. And yeah, I, I, I think you're fine everywhere else. I think it's just up front. Great stuff. Right, let's move on to Burnley. Burnley on uh, on Monday night turf. More myself and Joe will be going and uh, looking forward to this one, mate. Look, like we said, they've got to build on this if they can go there and win. Burnley. I mean, saw them the other night. They, they were fine, but they weren't. You know, Villa should have won that game. They had more than enough chances to win that game. Burnley are going to give you chances. They're going to give you. Uh, opportunities to score and it's up to Wolves to take them and look they didn't take them against Aston Villa they got punished they did take the couple that were that were half on offer against Chelsea and they were clinical so I think it's a very winnable game Joe how do you feel about team selection uh, knocks wise and uh, and do you think they'll go with the same system or change it again I think they'll go free at the back um, they've got to see how Bolly and Dendonka are. Um, it doesn't sound like anything serious, but they both picked up knocks against Chelsea, and they're, they're both kind of a bit touch and go going into it. Um, but I don't think either of if either of them are out, you'd really need to change the system. Um, if Dendonka is out, I mean, there could be an argument for Otisari carrying on in midfield. I know it, it'd be a big call to to leave Matinho out, but you just think of the physicality that, that Burnley provide. And I, I think he'd stand up to that. Um, it may, may, maybe he would go with Matinho and, and the experience and the quality that he brings. But uh, I, I, I'd say make no mistake as a stake to claim. And uh, yeah, I just I'd, I'd, I'd carry on with the three. I think um, I'd carry on with Silver up front as well. Um, Traore still got a still got a kind of. Show him, show what he's about. He's, he, you know, he hasn't really done it yet this season. Um, and and as far as Burnley go, uh, it, it's a team. It's a team that they should beat. Um, but it's a team that they have struggled against it, uh, in in recent years. You know, Turf Moor losing two 0 there two seasons ago. Um, drawing at the last minute, weren't it last season? And that was the result really that denied them Europe. Um, so the Owen one. Um, but it's, it's not a gimme, and Burnley, you know, they're, they're not a great watch, and you know they get results by any means necessary, really. But they are starting to pick up results at least. You know, they won at Arsenal via an own goal. They faced 27 shots at Villa, but still came away with a point. So they seem to be, have a bit of luck on their side at the moment as well. So uh, you've got to be a bit wary of that. 
Um, but if, if Wolves can perform anything like they did against Chelsea, especially in the second half, then they'll, uh, they'll be a long way to, to, pick, to picking up three points and, oh. and keeping up the momentum. That's interesting. So you think that Silva gets the nod ahead to Traore? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I just... Yeah, I, I, he did I, find it. I, I mean, I wasn't he, there, so I wasn't. You know, he's not done a got, hell of a lot wrong. He got taken off on the error, mm-hmm. and Traore comes on. But equally, then Traore didn't really do a lot in that half an hour. And um, picked he picked a knock like up himself, gonna, didn't he? As well, yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was going to have to get straight off. I mean, mm. fortunately, he didn't. Um, but you know, it was still very much the Pedence and Neto show. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of Traore or Silva. So, um, yeah, I think. Again, I like having a conventional striker in the side if possible. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a toss up, really. I, I, it could go either way, but the, me personally, I'd go Silver. It's Burnley. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Can I have a score suggestion, please, Mr. Joe Edwards? 1 0 to the Wolves. 1 oh. 0. Um, I think it's going to be tight. I think Burnley are going to. You know, pack men behind the ball as they do. They're going to try and lump some crosses into the box and get Chris Wood on the end of them. And there might be a few hairy moments, but um, Wolves are due a clean sheet, as I say, six matches without one. And having got back to winning ways against Chelsea and putting a fairly sound defensive performance, the next step naturally is to try and keep a clean sheet and get three points in the bag as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll go 1 0 and I'll say. Uh, Pedence I've got a funny feeling about this one and you'll go what are you talking about I've just got a little funny feeling Joe yeah Burnley nil Wolverhampton Wanderers three. Oh, here we go that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying I think this could be an absolute stunning stunning performance absolute one of the best away performances of the season I think they're going to be 2-0 up at half time Double from Pedence. Nettle finishing off in the second half. I'm saying 3-0, Bebe. You can say, yeah. Oh, and I I will. You say, you shout it from the rooftops. Burnley nil, Wolverhampton Wanderers 3. We will uh, give you as much coverage as we possibly can. And hopefully you guys will be back at Wolverhampton at Molyneux sometime soon. I'm fed up with all this bloody lockdown and tier three crap, but uh, we'll do our best to give you as much coverage as we can. We, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, from me, from the Jedwood himself, it's great to be back. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.